0: join me and my expert guests where we discuss the multiple determinants of what allows you to lead your best life. I personally love my air fryer. I've been using it at home and in the doctor's kitchen studio since the start of the year but can they be considered a healthier quote-unquote cooking method? This is a question I'm often posed online, so we thought we'd do a bit of research and look at a few studies. Air fryers aren't a new invention. In fact, they've been around for a number of years, but the popularity of them has soared over the last two years, particularly in response to the cost of living crisis as it was seen as a cost-effective and cheaper cooking method. The way air fryers cook food is by circulating hot air containing tiny droplets of oil around foods actually mimics the effect of submerging food in hot oil, but using significantly less oil. So it allows quick and even cooking and creates that glorious crispy coating on the outside of food with less calories from oil, hence the reputation for being a healthier alternative. On today's episode, we're going to look at the pros and cons of air frying across a number of domains, including cost and convenience, preservation of nutrients, the detrimental impact of excessive heat on the oils and the fats used, how they compare with other methods, including oven roasting and sauteing, the environmental impact considering the materials that they are made from, as well as the cost savings, plus our overall take on how I'm now using my air fryer and newer gadgets to look out for. Remember, you can watch this podcast on YouTube where you can see me and Sakina Okoko, science writer and researcher at The Doctor's Kitchen and our smiling faces as we talk about the research and my shock horror when she tells me about some of the studies that she surfaced. Plus, you can check out our Seasonal Sundays and Eat, Listen, Read newsletters, which are for free, and we give you recipes interesting articles that will inspire you to eat well and live a healthier happier week remember the doctor's kitchen app is available for android on the 29th of january it's available to everyone from that time and you can get 14 days for free no questions asked go check it out on the DoctorsKitchen.com website for now onto my podcast about air fryers and whether they are healthier or not Before we get started, here is a quick word from the people who make this podcast possible.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news,
0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Is your air fryer toxic? That is going to be the question we're going to be diving into today. I personally love my air fryer, so I'm a little bit scared about the results. I'm going to be reacting to the pros and cons because Sakina Akoko, science writer and researcher at The Doctor's Kitchen is here with me today on the podcast to discuss this very popular gadget. I'm a little bit nervous about this because, as you know, I love my air fryer. I think it gives a lovely crust on certain types of food. I have Tuesdays, we have salmon and gochujang marinade, one of my favorite meals. But I'm always getting questions about whether air fryers are harmful, not just to human health, but potentially to environmental health. So that's gonna be the topic of conversation we're diving in today air fries what, what even are they uh, because this is news to you right you haven't uh, yeah, come across them before I was
1: saying earlier I you see them on your countertops and you don't really know how it works you yeah. do, your food comes out cooked and crispy in, in a few minutes or yeah, um, yeah. It, do magic one. honestly one yeah, like, so <laughs> I
0: love it it's a, it's it's so a magic quick. trick so I
1: was like how <laughs> how does it work so I looked into it and I found a quite cool diagrams. I think we'll put it on the screen yeah
0: we'll put it on now um,
1: but it works by circulating hot, hair, hot mm-hmm. air containing tiny droplets of oil mm-hmm. around the food and so the food is placed in a basket and it has vents and chambers that allow the air to circulate evenly. Um, mm-hmm. So it cooks the food evenly and mm-hmm. it makes it um, because it's such a small space, it makes it cook really quickly compared to an oven, for example. Yeah. So it's kind of a mix between a um an oven using a fan and um like deep frying.
0: Yeah, basically. so it's kind of like a misnomer, right? Because I guess it's not a fryer in the sense that you're dumping The whole product in hot oil Mm -hmm. it's more like a turbocharged oven just something that has a confined space circulating air so you get that consistent temperature across the product that you're trying to cook yeah which is why it gives such great results and crispy because it it only
1: uses tiny droplets of oil compared to deep frying for example that uses a lot totally yeah Um, so in the
0: face of it most people might think okay i'm using less oil it's quicker and it's basically an oven. Ergo, mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be healthier. We're going yeah. to dive into some of those we'll claims as well. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it can be con- it can be compared to a, a mini convection oven because okay. a convection ovens also use hot air mm. um, and a source of heat. Uh, And it's quite different from a conventional oven because a conventional oven would only use a source of heat, like the little um, heat pipes on the top and the bottom of the oven. Gotcha. Uh, So yes, it could be compared to a mini convection oven, but it does use that hot oil that's dispersed. And this is where it kind of can be a sign of concern maybe, but we'll look into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we should probably put a little diagram of a convection uh, Mm -hmm. oven and a conventional oven just to sort of, clarify exactly what oven somebody might even have in the household because I don't think many people would know like okay is my oven convection or conventional like how do you tell the mm. difference
1: yeah absolutely I think um, when there's hot air being blown so a fan normally mm. it would be a convection oven mm. so I think probably most modern ovens um, should be convection, but we should definitely be yeah. sure to clarify that.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And th- I think a lot of modern ovens right now have the ability to to do both um, yeah, as well. Yeah, for
1: sure. So the main difference between air fryer and oven is that the air fryer circulates hot air very rapidly in mm. a small space. Mm. Um, so that's why it cooks so quickly. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's way quicker than a convection oven when you're trying to cook food.
0: Yeah, which is great for time poor individuals yeah. who are trying to knock out a meal really, really quickly. And actually... <laughs> (laughs) You know, whilst now we have a full kitchen in our studio, before, when the kitchen was being built, I was relying on literally two air fryers, a chopping mm-hmm. board and a chef's knife to knock out like meals. And that's actually how I came up with the whole diversity, diversity bowl thing, yeah. which is, you know, just collections of different foods. And then you just air fry some potatoes or mm-hmm. air fry some tempeh pieces and a bit of marinade. And it was like it was a bit of a, a revelation for me because I haven't actually I've always been very snobby about the air fryer. Have you? Yeah, as a lot of sort of home cooks and chefs are as well um i never really jumped onto the air fryer train until at the start of this year and now i'm fully on and now i feel like i'm about to be derailed so (laughs) uh, let's let's dive into some of the the pros i guess uh uh, for whether air frying is healthier than uh, the other modes of cooking
1: yeah so we looked at a few i looked at a few studies um there's not a lot of evidence and Mm. a lot of the studies compare air frying to deep frying because it is considered an alternative to deep frying Mm -hmm. so I didn't find a lot of studies that compared it to other cooking methods like um, oven baking or, or sauteing. So there was a bit of a gap in the research, I think, mm. about that, which is probably because it's, I guess, the popularity of, of air fryers is quite recent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe there's not a lot of interest in, in funding those studies. Yeah, um, I mean, it's
0: definitely popular. I mean, there's so many cookbooks that I'm <laughs> seeing out there, like, you know, healthy air fry books. And then there's the companies that do the air fries that are putting out their own books, but then also, sort of influencers and chefs putting out air fryer dedicated books Mm -hmm. and we should actually caveat that our newsletter has been sponsored by an air fryer in the past so Mm -hmm. there is that sort of like conflict of interest uh obviously I really want air to be good because I enjoy them so much, mm-hmm. uh, but we're gonna be as sort of measured as we as we can yeah, be. Yeah, it definitely
1: world. meets a need. I think like the fact that it's so popular right now, it, it means that we want quicker mm. cooking and uh, efficient, easy, just throw everything in a basket and then you get your meal. Yeah. So I think we can still be aware that there is a need for people and for everyone. And you to have the, these quick meals, especially for lunch and stuff like that at yeah, work. Yeah. Um, but what can we use, and is air frying the best way to do, to get there? Uh, we'll see. So I think yeah. yeah so in terms, I started with the pros. Mm. Um, so I started with what would make air frying um, a healthy option. Yeah. Um, and basically the main argument is that wh- when you compare it to deep frying, air frying is much better for health. Okay. And it produces similar results. Okay. Um, so most of the research compared with deep frying. And overall, um, air frying produces way fewer harmful compounds okay. compared to air frying. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because um, heating, cooking all at high temperature produces very harmful compounds. Gotcha. Like uh, advanced Gly- glycemic end products glycemic yeah, end products. yeah, yeah. yeah. I so- always call them
0: AGs because yeah, uh, it's easier to sort of pronounce but Literally. advanced glycemic end products are mm-hmm. a really important uh, molecule compound mm-hmm. because in excess they can cause what is described as rusting inside the human body mm-hmm. because these AGs they sort of bump into things cause inflammation it's one of the reasons why you want to keep your glucose spikes as small and as gradual as possible uh because this can lead to issues that lead to a metabolic uh problem down the line like type 2 diabetes. So mm-hmm. advanced glycemic products if they can glycemic end products if they can be minimized is a good thing.
1: Yeah. And as you said, it's frequent consumption. I think that's a good point to make that it's not because you eat deep fried food one time exactly. that is going to cause a a ma- ma- major health problems. Yeah. But frequently eating um those deep fried food often every day mm. can cause a lot of problems for health and higher risk of chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. So there was one study that we can call the fish cake study because we'll refer to it um, a few times. And it's one of the main studies um, that was comparing different cooking methods. Oh, nice. So they compared air fried fish cake with different types of cooking methods like deep fried oven baked um and they found that the air fried fish cake had lower harmful compounds so those ages mm-hmm. um compared to deep fried fish cake okay um and there was another study that found that air frying decreased uh, the acrylamide acrylamide, acrylamide okay, uh-huh. content by uh-huh. about 90 percent oh wow yeah, compared oh, to deep huge. frying, yeah, yeah so yeah, it's yeah. a massive 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 difference So I think that's the main argument for going for air frying compared to deep frying is this decrease in harmful compounds that we see.
0: That's really interesting because a couple of years ago, there were headlines about um, uh, toast and burnt toast having an excess amount of acrylamides. in, Mm. And acrylamides, just for a bit of background, is um, a type of carcinogen. Uh, It's one of the reasons why in excess sort of barbecued and burnt food can be toxic and lead to cancer um, and and is associated with cancer. So if there's something... A cooking process that can reduce the number of acrylamides—that's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Going back to that study actually on fish cakes, which is getting me hungry, yeah, because uh, I'm just thinking <laughs> about a fish cake and good. I, yeah, deep frying it and stuff and sauteing. Mm-hmm. Did they have any suggestion of air fryers being better than oven-based? Uh, yeah, cakes? so
1: um, we'll go a bit more into that after. Oh, okay. in terms of the, head. No, it's fine <laughs> in terms of like the the cons of uh, so they basically classified. The different cooking methods, in terms of uh, the production of those harmful compounds mm. in an order. Mm. Um, so they, so yes, um, oven baking was better. Okay. Than air frying. So air frying, it was like deep frying, air frying, and pan frying in a similar.
0: Okay. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Level to air frying, depending mm-hmm. on the the time of cooking, how okay. long the co- the food was cooked for. Mm-hmm. And then oven baking was the least harmful in terms of those um, products. Harmful those compounds. Products. Gotcha. Um, but in ter- compared to deep frying, air frying was better. Okay. And oh. that's that seems to be the case for a few studies. So it seems like we can kind of confidently say that.
0: That's a good takeaway, I think, because, you know, there are a lot of families, uh, you know, from, from different backgrounds that might be uh, deep frying pakoras <laughs> i'm just thinking about a pakora which is this mm. veggie based dish that's covered in batter and then you dunk it into uh, a, a ton of oil and it creates this beautiful <laughs> gorgeous sort of crust mm. uh, that is like deeply spiced and you know a pakora is like one of life's best things with like a cup of chai and uh, it's, you know, I, I'm, I've got all the memories sort of baked in my, in my head now. Hmm. If there is a way to achieve a similar end yeah. product by air frying, you probably mm. need a big air fryer because we tend to do proclorins in big batches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But if there is a, a way to sort of minimize some of those acrylamides and toxic chemicals. Mm.
1: So do you think that if you were to use an air fryer compared to deep frying, it would produce the same results for those foods, for example?
0: I, that's a really good question. I think you wouldn't get that sort of gluttonous feel of like a little bit of oil that comes and that sort of greasiness that a lot of people mm-hmm. would like. I would prefer it to be a little bit less oily, but that's because I'm sort of a bit adverse to those kind of textures after eating so healthily over, you know, ten, fifteen years now. Um, so you probably wouldn't have the exactly the same texture, but certainly something that is comparable. And if mm-hmm. it had markedly lower harmful compounds I'd feel a lot better about it it could be worth it could be worth Um, it and so
1: another potential advantage compared to deep frying was that one study compared air fried and deep fried onions Mm. so I guess like Mm. uh, it's a similar and um, they found that air fried onions had a higher concentration of polyphenols. Oh, I love it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> air fryers are back compared in my good books. Compared to deep frying. Compared to compared deep frying.
1: frying. <laughs> so it's same. It's like, it's always about what you compare it to. So compared yeah. to deep frying, they had higher amounts of polyphenols, bioaccessible okay. polyphenols uh, in that study. Okay. What well, do you that's think good. of that? <laughs> I, that's
0: good. That's good to know. That is good to know. Because yeah. like, again, you know, deep fried onions that you put over... I don't know, it could be a hot dog, it could be uh, biryani, um, you mm. know, th- those like crispy onions that you have. We had a lot of those actually when we were traveling in Malaysia for the Healthy mm-hmm. Travels with Dr. Rupi in Penang series. And uh, just that little crisp of like onion is really nice at the end. I haven't tried onions in the air fryer, so I don't mm-hmm. know whether it's going to have that same sort of crunch and flavor. If
1: it would work. But yeah. I would love to
0: figure that out. And the fact that we're preserving polyphenols, Big tick in my Good, book. Yeah, green tick. Okay, two green ticks. This yeah, is great. two green ticks. And there was
1: another study comparing. So that's quite an, an interesting one. It's a small study in uh-huh. a journal that is not one of the most reputable. Oh, journals, okay. I think. <laughs> But it's still yeah. it's still interesting. And yeah. They compared. Um, um, air frying different cooking methods for brassica vegetables like kale, broccoli, okay. sprouts, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, uh-huh. um, and using the same instant pot, they compared different cooking methods mm. like sautéing, steaming, and air frying. Mm. And they found that air frying um, at 160 degrees for 10 minutes uh-huh. showed the highest total phenolic content and antioxidant activity. Wow! Compared to sautéing, that oh. showed the lowest
0: that's really yeah. interesting sauteing mm-hmm. at the lowest
1: yeah which i also found quite surprising because normally when you saute food it will be for a lower amount of time yeah. and at a lower temperature yeah so i would expect um the opposite um Obviously, the study is a bit limited because they use one instant pot. So it's not necessarily reflective of a real life situation in terms Mm. of cooking. Mm. I think it could have been interesting if they're compared with sorting in a pan. Maybe it would have had different results. Yeah. Um, And it focused on phenolic content. So it's not, it's one marker. It's one marker. It's one marker. So it's still. We need more research, but it is an interesting... I I found that quite surprising. That
0: is interesting. And I guess the other sort of caveat to that is most of the time when I'm air frying, I'm doing it at quite a high temperature. So Uh around 200 to 205 degrees centigrade, Mm -hmm. which is really high. But if we're trying to mimic a saute, then I would consider doing it at a lower temperature, but Mm -hmm. I tend not to use an air fryer for that purpose. It's not to simply cook the food is to get a crisp on it yeah like a a cube of sweet potato or um a a tempeh sort of crumbled and you want to try and get that sort of texture of like almost burnt meat Mm -hmm. um so or like you know really really nicely sort of uh, colored uh meat um so 160 degrees centigrade i'd have to try Mm -hmm. that out to see what it the taste and texture is like, because in my be, mind, I'm like, well, uh-huh. I'll just put it in a stainless steel pan with a little bit yeah. of olive oil and some water, put the lid on and then saute mm-hmm. my veggies. It's quicker, easier, less cleaning hassle, that mm-hmm. kind of thing.
1: So it seems like the common theme is that it depends where you're comparing it yes. to and what you want to, what a result you're trying to get to. Mm. So if, if you're trying to deep fry foods, it could be worth trying the air fryer in that context. Like mm. for onions, like you were saying, with different foods, uh, like chips and stuff that you would normally eat Deep fried, it could be worth trying the, the air fryer because compared to the deep fryer, it, it will be better yeah. um, in terms of health. Yeah. What about costs? So mm. what do you think? Do you think it's cheaper?
0: I, um, my hunch uh, mm. is that it is cheaper uh, because, uh, and I have a little bit of an insight into this as well, because about a year ago when we were doing some BBC food related stuff on the cost of living crisis, Uh, which is still obviously uh, an issue, Um, they compared conventional ovens to air fryers and they went through a whole bunch of different use cases. And from my understanding, air fryers definitely do reduce the amount of energy required Mm -hmm. to uh, cook food. And particularly if you're in a household of one or two people, it's a lot more convenient and overall you do save money. Am I correct? Yeah, that's what I saw as well. <laughs> I think you're
1: completely correct. That's what I saw. Um so there was a energy saving trust and then uh-huh. there's also eco experts which is a blog um written by experts in ah, terms of environmental. Okay. Uh-huh. And they say that it's generally cheaper to run an fryer than an oven. Um, They say that an air fryer costs around 51p per hour to run, while an Mm. electric oven costs around 85p per hour. Okay. Um, But as you said, it depends how many portions you're cooking. So if you're going for multiple people, more than two, or if you're batch cooking, then the electric oven would be um, more energy efficient.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because most air fryers are pretty small. Mm -hmm. There are some on the market that are big and you can put like a whole you know, chicken in it and vegetables and all the rest of it. But I guess the amount, uh, well, as in the types of air fryers that we use in that particular comparison mm-hmm. were going to be the smaller ones.
1: Yeah, I don't have the detail, but I'm, I'm guessing it would be that. Definitely not the size yeah, of a conventional oven
0: because an uh-huh. oven is like massive compared to it. And even if you've got mm-hmm. a really, really big air fryer, the cost of that of running that would would therefore go, go up. up yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for one, two people, the small air fryer seems to be more energy efficient than an electric oven unless you're cooking for a whole bunch of people, that are coming around for Sunday lunch.
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. That's that's what <laughs> that's what the uh, that blog was saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, Great.
0: Well, we'll link to all these uh, yeah. in the show notes as well.
1: Absolutely. There was one more study hmm. that was quite interesting in terms of the health impact of uh, air frying compared to deep frying. Okay. And it was a randomized controlled trial. Okay. Um, they found that. Compared to deep fat frying, air frying led to a 74% reduction in the total fat content of the meal, which makes sense.
0: Oh. And
1: that resulted in a 67% reduction in the post meal triglyceride response. Brilliant. Um, so it Green was. Green sh- tick again. Yeah. <laughs> So that same is compared to deep fat frying, but okay. it does make sense in terms of the oil content. Ah, um, okay, okay. That, use of
0: oil that 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 is really good to hear because so just a little bit of background. Um, after you consume a meal that has fat in it, you're going to be dumping a lot of that fat into your bloodstream by way of um, the liver partitioning it or, or packaging it into uh, lipid molecules that ferry your fats around the around the body one of uh, the markers that we look at is triglyceride level. And it kind of makes sense because if you're using less oil in the air frying process, you're going to have less of the excess fats that you'll find that can raise your triglyceride levels anyway so that kind of makes sense for me so basically less oil used in air fry means less triglyceride response in the blood after a meal postprandial it's a fancy word for after a meal mm-hmm. compared to deep fat frying i would sort of expect that yeah, yeah i think yeah.
1: so and it, it comes back to that mechanism of how air fryers work which mm. is hot hair with tiny droplets of oil compared to um, large amounts of oil with deep frying. Okay, uh, But it's quite interesting to see it in human subjects. Mm. Uh, and I haven't found a lot of studies like that. Mm-hmm. So that was quite an interesting finding as well. So Great. overall, compared I'm to pretty, deep pretty frying... I'm feeling pretty good about my air fries at the moment. You're about to bring me back pores, down to yeah. earth
0: now, aren't you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> compared to deep <laughs> frying, it seems like there are quite a few advantages. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it could be interesting for fast food chains, for example, or restaurants. I don't know how it would work, as you said, in terms of the size, Um, but you know if we were to invite, invent large air fryers yeah it could maybe be a um healthier alternative for yeah. those um fast food chain who rely on uh, deep frying a lot yeah it's a really it's that. a
0: really good point and sorry nutmeg if you're watching this on youtube <laughs> nutmeg who's been sleeping on Waking my lap has just suddenly decided to wake up that's <laughs> um, a good life she's <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's got a very good life i think her sort of uh, her ears popped up when you mentioned fast food uh, cuz she's uh, thinking of lunch um that is a really interesting point i mean Most of the ovens uh, that I think of in a catering environment are like these big sort of rationale ovens that Mm -hmm. have like got incredible heat and incredible efficiency. And they're almost like air fryers in themselves. I remember Mm -hmm. actually once I went to uh, cook at a a corporate event and uh, I got to use one of their uh, catering ovens. Mm. And I had to half the time that I would actually put in my conventional oven at home because mm-hmm. these ovens were just Super so powerful, yeah. yeah, and they're sort of the 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 thing I was cooking, I remember it vividly actually, because mm-hmm. I remember just being blown away by this oven. I was cooking uh, these cauliflower bites, and they're actually the same cauliflower bites that we've got on oh, the doctor's so kitchen. Out. They're really <laughs> they're good. So good. They're delicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're um they're sort of like in this ranch dressing, like this chili sort of sauce. And uh, uh, I put them in the oven and then one of the chefs was like, uh, we need to take them out at, at like 11 minutes. And I was like, 11 minutes, that's, that's not long enough. Mm-hmm. I took them out and they were like beautifully crisp on the outside. Got a lovely flavor. You had that caramelization effect. And that was sort of like probably my first experience of what an air fryer would be. It was a few years mm-hmm. ago now. Um, so yeah, there's probably a difference in the quality of... Machines that mm. caterers are used to, compared to what your average uh, chef at home or home cook is mm-hmm. is, uh, is used to. So whether or not there's a use case for air fries in in, in the catering industry, who knows? Yeah. But it is an interesting point about the the, the reduction of of oil of required. Deep,
1: fry, deep fat frying, yeah, or even using those ovens more than using deep fat frying, for example, totally. and try to get that crispy element yeah. Yeah, without yeah. using deep fat frying too much. Yeah, it could be yeah. that um should we go into the cons yeah let's go into it let's do it (laughs) bring me back down to earth (laughs) okay so i think in terms of cost, for example so we said it's more energy efficient especially Mm -hmm. if you're cooking small portions but there is still the initial cost so if you already have an oven for example buying an air fryer when you already have cooking equipment at home Mm. can make it a bit less accessible Mm -hmm. um especially that the, the price can range and can change quite a lot there's some that are quite cheap like 50 pounds but it can go up to 250 pounds and yeah. maybe even more yeah, yeah yeah um so that can the initial cost could be a con especially mm. if you already have cooking equipment at home
0: yeah definitely i always say that like you know there are certain gadgets that i think are necessary for a home cook to be able mm-hmm. to produce healthful delicious food chef's knife cooking uh, a chopping board Uh, pestle and mortar a good selection of spices uh, an oven and a decent hob and a stainless steel pan would i add air fryers to that mix Mm -hmm. i think it really depends on your likelihood of using uh air fryers regularly how often you would do deep fat frying for example um and how much you want to invest in in your own kitchen but i mean after today's and (laughs) i haven't heard all the cons yet but Mm -hmm. like i could be going back on that
1: (laughs) yeah I think it's a good point. There's other equipment that you would invest in first if yeah. you want to cook home home meals um and i i don't think f r in terms of the price mm could be one Dep- yeah it depends on your need but I yeah. think it's a good point in starting with other equipment yeah yeah I've got essential. family
0: members that like spend money on like everything from all the gadgets yeah all the gadgets all <laughs> the different types of grinders and like slow mm. cookers and uh, a lot of it ends up in the garage but yeah. you
1: know <laughs> some people just love testing everything they do, I'm the yeah. complete opposite I have like one knife yeah like, ev- one of everything yeah and I just like don't wanna, even don't in the studio kitchen
0: the like you know we've got obviously a ton of crockery here mm. and we do have all the necessary gadgets but like i've tried to be as minimal as possible because i just don't like waste and i just like to use the things that i know i'm going to get the most Mm -hmm. value from um so so yeah but i mean i'm saying that as an air fry convert yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: um so that was cost in terms of health so the fish cake study we'll go back to that one as we Mm. mentioned a bit more um so they found that air frying could produce more harmful compounds than baking or pan frying. Okay. Um so air frying so baking resulted in fewer advanced glycation end products okay. compared to air frying. Um and it could be due to the fact that AGE content is negatively correlated with moisture content. Ah. Um and oven baking tends to retain moisture a bit more. Ah, so that's one possible explanation. Okay. Um in terms of pan frying it they resulted in a And same, ju- Just to add yeah. more context to that, actually,
0: mm-hmm. um, one of the good things, quote unquote, about an air fryer is that it's incredibly drying. Uh-huh. So it does take out a lot of that moisture effectively mm-hmm. because of the efficiency of which you are distributing that hot air around the product itself. Whereas mm. baking, you know, you'd want to keep some of the moisture for a lot of reasons. Mm. It, you know, I can't, I can't imagine uh, most people want like a particularly dry cake. Yeah, uh, you know, sure. when you, uh-huh. yeah, when so, you're using the oven.
1: So air frying um, for the texture yes. element retain, uh, removes the moisture. Yeah. and makes yeah. it more dry. But then the oven, and that could maybe be related to the formation AGs, of those products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah. interesting. Super interesting. Um, and in terms of pan frying, uh-huh. at first they created similar amounts. But as the cooking time increased, um, air frying produced more oh. uh, harmful compounds compared to pan frying. Okay. So it kind of aligns with the idea that the longer the food is cooked, the more there is an opportunity for um, AGEs to accumulate. Mm. Okay.
0: Okay. That's, so, that's, okay, a negative point <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> for, for the air fry compared to sautéing and, and, and baking.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that's in terms of the harmful compounds, which we've we mentioned earlier. In terms of the kind of nutritional um, content, mm-hmm. there was one study com- looking at sardin- sardin? Oh, sardines, sardines, yeah, yeah. Fille. <laughs> sardines, sardines, yeah. sardines, um, and looking at. Um, what do you call those in French? sardine sardine yeah, 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 <laughs> i mean yeah, it's the same yeah. but different yeah pronunciation. yeah yeah sardine, yeah same word so they're like my favorite Easy. fish yeah they're I really good it. yeah they're great they're really... how do you make them
0: though? oh so I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I i've actually air fried them recently <laughs> just to see like you know what mm-hmm. they would taste like um they they are okay in the air fryer mm. they are incredibly dry because you are drying it out my personal preference is butterfly and uh or you can actually just take the backbone out and then just a little bit of olive oil in a cast iron or a stainless steel mm-hmm. pan, but uh, just um, uh, sort of saute it on both sides and then add your like grated garlic, loads mm. of herbs, uh, a little bit of um, extra olive oil at the, at the end. And that's all you need. Just and it's like quite quick, no? Really yeah, quick. And minutes. just like, just allowing the, as long as you get really good fresh sardines, allowing the flavors of the sardines to come through without mm. overpowering it. Um, I mean, I've learned a lot about Italian cooking, I think, through, obviously, my wife and, like, traveling around Italy and stuff and, like, for me, it's just about getting the best quality ingredients and allowing mm-hmm. those to sing the song rather than trying to, like, mm. get loads of backup dancers and pyrotechnics yeah. and all the rest of it. That's, <laughs> and it's that's simple cooking techniques. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a good one. <laughs>
1: simple cooki- cooking techniques and simple ingredients Yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah. allow them to shine. I like that. I tell
0: you what like. is really good in the air fry, though, from a fish mm. point of view is... Um, mackerel i know i'm derailing Mm. this completely to what, like a food in there (laughs) but uh mackerel is amazing um but again butterflied and then i put a green pesto on one side and a chili red pesto on the Mm. other side and then that in In the the air fryer for like nine minutes i think it Mm -hmm. is at a high heat gives a beautiful texture um Mm -hmm. a lovely sort of crust to it without overly drawing the fish because Compared it's obviously a bigger fish than sardines. Uh-huh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So
1: maybe it is that maybe that's the point we'll come to is that it depends the food and you yeah. can choose which one you prefer in DIFR and which yeah. one you prefer in the pan or the oven yeah totally. maybe that we can we can have a rank of uh, food or something yeah yeah well in terms of the nutrition content uh, there was one study looking at the sardine fillers and they found that um, a decrease air frying decreased the content of polyunsaturated fatty acids oh the beneficial fatty acids um, yeah uh. um, so and it increased <laughs> the levels of cholesterol oxidation products which ah. are linked to the detrimental health effects uh-huh. Um. so there was a bit of a negative effect of air frying mm. those sardine fillets in terms of the beneficial compounds decreasing Mm. and potentially harmful compounds increasing.
0: Was that compared to sauteing as well in that study? Or was it just looking at it?
1: I don't have access to the full study, which Mm. is kind of one of the things I wanted to mention as well. Mm. So I'm not sure if it's compared to raw, or compared to pan mm. so, which would make a big difference mm. um so i think that's one thing uh to yeah because
0: by virtue of cooking anything like a uh, sauteing or oven baking you're going to create some oxidation of fats mm-hmm. um which could be deemed as unhealthy uh because you know anything that is going to cause that little bit of inflammation um but there's two ways of looking at it you've got to look at it compared to what, as in like, which cooking method are you comparing it to? And then another way of looking at it is, okay, what if we d- used an entirely different cooking method that didn't require any oil whatsoever? Are you just like, I mean, I can't even think about just poaching it because uh, it uh, it wouldn't taste any anywhere mm-hmm. near as good if you didn't have any sort of like element of fat added to it. Um, but just poaching it or steaming it, for example, um, mm. would that reduce the amount of oxidation of the fats that are in the fish itself mm-hmm. and does it preserve a lot of the other healthful compounds there's probably there's a probably a few unknowns there yeah
1: i think that really highlights the problem with these studies is mm. that often there's not enough different uh, cooking methods that are compared um and it so it doesn't give a really clear idea of yeah. in real life with what cooking method is the best to get a nice result mm. um, so it's always that's why we always kind of take them with a pinch of salt. Yeah, <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah, is, literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, literally yeah, with a pinch, take a pinch of salt. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's just not. It doesn't. It doesn't really give a clear answer. Yeah um as to the best cooking methods for health yeah um but what i think was quite interesting about this study or uh-huh. i thought it was quite cool is that they also looked at the results of adding a mixture of fresh herbs ah. um to the air fried sardines ah. and they found that when they added a mixture of fresh herbs i think it was parsley and chives mm. there it reduced the levels of cholesterol oxidation products and mm-hmm. so they suggest the authors of the study suggested that fresh herbs could act as natural antioxidants mm-hmm. and be protective against the formation of these products um, which are formed during cooking
0: this is th- this is mirroring another study that was looking at again the same oxidation products as a result of barbecuing or grilling mm-hmm. meats um that most people you know in the uk summertime and 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 anywhere in the northern hemisphere will be having around june to august time mitigating that with a selection of herbs and spices has been shown mm-hmm. to reduce some of those inflammatory effects it's a study that actually me and uh, Professor Robert Thomas talked about yes, on a I podcast think I remember. and yeah. he
1: talked a bit as well about dietary sunscreens and yes. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so interesting yeah. I think these results are even more interesting than comparing all cooking methods, because in reality we will be cooking foods in different ways. like yeah. you will be eating deep fried, deep fried foods and all of that. But mm. h- what can you add mm. or combine those foods with to kind of mitigate those um, effects on health? And also um, have protective elements in your plates. Yeah, Instead absolutely. of just classifying all the ways we can cook food and, and banning certain ways of cooking Totally,
0: foods. totally agree. So like, you know, if you're going to have an air fried uh, fish cake or whatever you want to put mm-hmm. in the air fryer, having some fresh herbs finely diced, put into like a little dressing and then uh, put over your sardines or whatever you might be eating could be a way to mitigate some of those harmful effects of any sort of cooking method, I, I, yeah. I would say. And actually, uh-huh. you know, there's so many benefits of having that food matrix of all these different anti-inflammatory compounds. And and I, I, the other thing I, I want to just sort of um, hasten to add here is we don't eat ingredients in isolation and we're not necessarily having sardines or any other sort of uh animal based proteins purely for an anti-inflammatory effect or some of those Mm -hmm. anti-inflammatory fatty acids we're getting it for protein we're getting it for some of the other constituents Mm -hmm. and we mitigate some of that trade-off with herbs spices vegetables mm-hmm. and what is largely you know going to be uh, vegetables on your on your plate as well
1: yeah which is what we talk about a lot i think it's like diversifying and combining different yeah. foods with other to to provide more benefits yeah there was another one um looking at marinating food or meat so that, mm. that study was not on air it is it was is in nature um review oh yeah but it's quite interesting because they talk about marinating food or meats with acidic ingredients like lemon juice and vinegar to decrease the amounts of dietary AGEs that are formed. You've heard of that? Yeah, 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 Yeah. I love it. So it decreases the amount of um, harmful compounds formed during the cooking process. Mm. So that could also be a thing. If you are frying your foods, make sure to add fresh herbs and um, maybe a marinade with acidic elements like lemon or or vinegar.
0: Definitely, yeah. And again, you know, there's so many sort of... elements of ancient wisdom that are introduced through recipes i feel like having an acidic element having a fresh element having a cooked element you know and how everything is sort of balanced on your plate and you i see this in like when we start learning about things that have been shown in some of these small studies you kind of piece it together with some ancient wisdom and you're like, ah, that's mm. why we have pickles or that's why we have these certain <laughs> yeah. ferments and that's why we start a meal with vegetables, and all these different yeah, animals. Absolutely. I, and I feel like every time we chat about like a theme or uh, any sort of like topic that we're going to do a podcast on, we always come back down to the same thing. It's about mm-hmm. diversification, about making sure it's many plants and enjoying your food and yeah, dose. And
1: absolutely. It's so interesting to <laughs> yeah. see that. It's, it feels like we're kind of... um you know, untangling things that people have been doing for centuries. Yeah. And we're now just adding scientific evidence and with, with studies that are, you know, a bit limited, but we're trying to prove why or understand the mechanisms behind things that people have been doing. Yeah. And that are quite simple. And, mm. and it is true, like every time we come back to the same things, it's simple tips and it's all kind of linked together, which makes it nice, but mm. also um applying in real life is the difficult element totally yeah it's <laughs> which, about the implementation yeah, which yeah that's what that, you always say and yeah, it's true, yeah yeah yeah
0: it's, it's you true. know the solutions are simple the implementation that's the hard stuff you know mm-hmm. putting this stuff into action every single day which is why you know we started the app and you know we want to try and integrate healthy eating seamlessly into people's lives by doing the meal planners and and the health goal algorithm and, and all the other things we've got in store Mm -hmm. for 2024
1: for the app Um, so yeah so in terms of cons we Uh have maybe the initial cost the production of harmful compounds Mm -hmm. uh, with the cooking process Mm -hmm. maybe a reduced amount of some beneficial compounds especially fatty acids beneficial Mm -hmm. fatty acids um, and then the last point is that I think one of the main argument for air fryers is that it uses less oil. Yeah. And I wanted to know what you think about that, because yeah. I think there's a lot of things that we, it's less oil, so it's less calories, so it's healthier. Yeah. Which is kind of the the common thinking process behind yeah. air fryers. What do you think of that?
0: I think um, uh, this sort of idea of using less oil, which equates to less calories and therefore is healthier, sort of speaks to the dietary dogma that we've been inundated with over the last three, four decades, probably more, about calories in, calories out. And whilst I concede that it is useful for a general ballpark figure of how much energy you are consuming on a day-to-day basis, I think everything else is chucked out the window uh, for that sole formula without really thinking about the quality of your ingredients. Mm-hmm. And so I don't buy the idea that purely because it's less calories as a function of it having less oil that is necessarily healthier. Mm-hmm. If you were asking, let's say, you know, uh, not all personal trainers, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to like just say every personal trainer is just, you know, wedded to this idea, but certainly if you ask with big food they would say, well, it's less oil, it's less calories, it's ergo going to be healthier for people. And that's like a hard line that they can stick behind because it's a comfortable truth. The uncomfortable truth is nutrition is a lot more complicated Mm -hmm. than calories in, calories out. Um, So I don't buy that. Would I say it's better to have uh, a tablespoon or two of oil versus a cup? Yeah, I probably would. I would Mm -hmm. say definitely it's better to have less oil in that context, but a tablespoon or two compared to a few sprays, I don't think is going to make a massive, massive difference in the grander context of things when we Mm -hmm. are comparing different cooking methods and different ingredients and all the other elements that go toward a healthful diet. Mm. Um, So, It's interesting, but I don't think it's necessarily going to be this groundbreaking breakthrough for a lot of people that's going to allow them to lead healthier lives.
1: Mm, I think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it also comes back to a quality of the source of Mm. oil. Um, Like we were talking for fruits, for example. It's not about sugar is bad, um, so we should never eat it. It's Mm. about where is it coming from. Um, And with, with oils, for example, some oils also have beneficial, potentially beneficial effects mm, Yeah, um, on absolutely.
0: Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm a big fan of extra virgin yeah. olive oil. Uh-huh. Um, I love the fact that it does have those anti-inflammatory compounds. We've talked about all the different elements of those on another podcast, all about olive oil. Um, so, you know, having zero of that is actually probably going to be at the detriment of mm-hmm. someone's diet rather than at the benefit of it, even though it does contain more calories so again that's a great example of how it's a lot more complicated than just calories in calories out
1: mm-hmm. what about the temperature do you think um i haven't looked into this yeah but uh do you think air frying because it usually uses more high temperatures compared to pan frying for example do you think that the use of oil if you're pan frying a sardine filet for example yeah. would be yeah. more beneficial um than air frying using oil?
0: yeah so it depends on the oil in question so if we're looking at olive oil the smoke point of an olive oil tends to be around 180 to 190 degrees centigrade so when you're sauteing as long as it's like a low to medium heat you're not going to be hitting those upper uh, elements and a good sort of like guide to see whether you are exceeding the temperature of an olive oil is just to look at whether it's smoking and whether Mm -hmm. you can smell the acrid smell that is representative of those bonds breaking down and you actually destroying some of those polyphenols that are why olive oil is so healthful when you're using an air fryer yeah you're taking it to quite a high temperature um if you're using it like i do to get that nice like sort of crust on the outside mm. but if like one of the other studies you were talking about earlier where you take it to 160 degrees centigrade Mm -hmm. and you're comparing it to a saute that's going to be within the boundaries of what Uh is acceptable uh, as a smoke point for olive oil um other oils have higher smoke points like coconut oil famously which is why like every sort of health influencer went for a coconut oil like five six years ago because mm-hmm. there's high smoke point smoke point is around 200 degrees centigrade so not markedly different um and whether or not that would mitigate against some of the acrylamides and the other harmful compounds as a result of high cooking high heat cooking um I doubt it if I'm mm-hmm. honest and I don't think it would be a a, 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 um, a massive difference. Um, so mm-hmm. if we were to deep fry uh, chips in a vat of coconut oil versus canola oil, is that going to have a market difference on health? Mm. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You might find a study that shows that it has less ages and less acrylamides in the coconut oil, but is that going to make a market difference over, you know, the healthfulness of that particular meal or what it's served with i i don't think so Mm. that's a hunch though
1: yeah I i don't know if there are studies like that but it seems like generally that order that was um highlighted in the fish cake study which would be deep frying um is more harmful than mm. air frying is more harmful than pan frying is yeah. more harmful than oven baking mm. um, or we can maybe put it the other way around to be a bit more positive yeah 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 <laughs> um, but uh, it seems like that's kind of the order we're we getting to so yeah. pan frying because of also that oil element of not reaching at such a high temperature yeah. could be yeah better yeah um, a better choice in terms of and i
0: think it's nice actually as a visual for me to think about like okay how often am i going to be now on the basis of what we've just been chatting about using my my air fryer am i going to use it every day am i going to use it once a week and where do i position it in terms of how often do i have deep fried food probably not more than once a month for me Mm -hmm. some other people might be once or twice a week And there lies an interesting uh, decision for a lot of people as to whether they want to invest the 50 to 250 pounds in getting an air fry if they know that they're going to be reducing their number of Mm -hmm. harmful chemicals that they're exposed to everyone has that decision to make you know yeah. ideally it seems like you know we'd be steaming and low mm-hmm. uh, temperature cooking and sauteing yeah. uh, all of our food which but is not we... always realistic exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. from a convenience point of view it's just not there
1: yeah so w- we can go into more practical tips i think of what, yeah. what we should do with that um with those results before that one last con that you mentioned earlier when we we're talking about this topic is the environmental impact so yeah. we said that it's uh, better <laughs> in terms of energy efficiency but mm-hmm. what about um you call them forever can com- Forever chemicals, yeah. This
0: is an uncomfortable truth again, actually, about um, the ubiquity of these chemicals in nonstick pans. Um, These, uh, they're called PFOS and PFAS, and there's a whole bunch of uh, other products, as well as new products that haven't been deemed as unhealthy or unfit for the environment yet but they're due a labeling system. So I don't know if you know about the the issues around BPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, BPA is now banned. I think France banned it before the UK. Oh, it could uh, be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. France I mean, definitely Europe before
1: things. the US. Not, definitely, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, but the replacements mm-hmm. for plastic products that proudly label themselves as BPA-free have another form of BPA that just hasn't been banned yet or hasn't had as mm-hmm. much evidence to state that it should be banned yet. But we're sort of like, you know, just kicking the can down the road when it comes to these chemicals. And I think there is a parallel there with some of these forever chemicals. So certain air fryers will have non-stick uh, elements mm-hmm. that can be deemed as forever chemicals. So when it comes to the time where you have to remove your air fryer, and that's another thing we haven't really talked about because they're quite a new gadget. How uh-huh. often do you actually need to replace them? Are these gadgets that can last a lifetime, like a good cast iron pan? Mm -hmm. Or is it something you're going to have to replace every two or three years? In which case, if it does have chemicals, Uh that's not a great thing for the environment. Mm -hmm. On the positive side, there are some air fryers that are made out of glass. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are a lot more expensive, um, but they seem to be something that could be uh, an argument against the fact that, you know, there's an environmental cost uh to, to purchasing an air fry every couple of years or so i don't know mm-hmm. about the effectiveness of these glass mm-hmm. air fries though and i doubt that they would have been using those studies when it came to you know the comparison of of the chemicals yeah they seem less common
1: which i wonder why uh, yeah that's common so it might be because they don't produce the same results or because they're more expensive yeah so yeah i think that's a that's a tricky one there's
0: also ceramic air fryers mm-hmm. um but again that that there the, there are some really interesting marketing techniques that a lot of these manufacturers uh, use whereby it can be ceramic but it's coated Uh And the coating can sometimes have some of those harmful chemicals that we want to remove out of our cookware. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, as a rule of thumb, particularly, you know, even in the studio here, we don't use nonstick. We only use stainless steel, which works really well as long as you take care of your pans. We use ceramic, but proper ceramic, which is cast Mm -hmm. on with a ceramic coating and no other nonstick coating on it. And then we also use um, uh, cast iron, obviously. Those are the, mm-hmm. the three things that I think are safe and glass. And glass. Pyrex uh-huh. glass. And natural oh. materials. Natural materials, And I guess
1: basically. that's kind of a, it would be an interesting um, topic as well to look at how to read those labels and how to yeah. get through yeah. those marketing claims, because it can be very difficult. When you see BPA-free, you think it's a good thing. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you're like, oh, perfect, is BPA-free, I'm going to buy that. Yeah. There is always a compromise that is made by the manufacturer um, so when they're removing one compound and one chemical, they're replacing it by another potentially, which mm. is, you know, for just uh, um, business purposes. Yeah. So how do we get through those claims and choose products that don't have those forever chemicals it's yeah. a, bit of a difficult one
0: it, it comes down to education it's, there's a similar parallel to be had with um, uh, health claims on packaged foods right because it's very easy to say contains a source of fiber or like you know rich in vitamin D and and all this kind of stuff and it's like well that doesn't negate the fact that it's a highly processed product and i think there's a a, a comparison there with certain uh, other elements in in your kitchen where they'd be marketed to you as like you know natural and safe and you know bpa free versus actually what what's it made out of just tell me what it's made out of and i can make that decision myself i don't need to be told that this isn't you know, uh, it doesn't have a, a, a forever chemical that I'm aware of, just because I've been told about that forever chemical and how it's bad for the environment. I should know: cast iron, glass, stainless steel are my go-tos. Everything else, a bit murky. Mm-hmm. That's sort of probably the think, rule of thumb that most people. Yeah, need. I
1: think that is a, a good um, rule of thumb, especially for appliances that you're using every day. Yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of the um, the idea that what you're using the most regularly is what you should be a bit more aware of.
0: Totally. Yeah. Just a a point on like uh, opinions about air fries, because a lot of people ask me for my opinion on air fries, and I think that is a function of what they've heard about air fries from other sort of experts, and they can be very reputable experts as well, but ultimately it's someone's opinion. And I don't think necessarily everyone has taken the time to dive into the research like you did for this particular podcast episode and actually looked at the studies, the quality of the studies, the number of studies that are available out there and, you know, just how lack, uh, how much uh, of a lack of information there is about these air fryers. So rather than us telling people you should or should not buy an air fryer, hopefully people are getting an idea of, okay, we've laid it out, there's pros and cons mm-hmm. and you can make the decision yourself based on your, your own ideas, your own convenience, your own sort of household needs. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I looked at some of the uh, reputable um, sources of information online and generally it's quite negative. Um, (laughs) They say that uh, air frying should still be considered as uh, fried foods Mm. um, and it shouldn't be a daily uh, occurrence um the if if you're not eating deep fried food every day you shouldn't be eating air fried food every day basically Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. kind of the general idea but i did like what zoe zoe did a Mm. bit of a dive in it into it and i liked what they say because they said that no single way to cook is automatically better at Mm. all times and instead it's about diversifying the different cooking methods and making sure that you're not using the same thing all the time if you can yeah um, and that the health impact of air frying is a nuanced topic. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a conclusion, which maybe is a bit annoying, but it is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is true. There was pros, annoying there was but cons. true. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a complex. Uh, we can't just say it's great or it's good or it's bad. Um, yeah. It is a bit of a nuanced topic. But we will talk about um, our take on it. And, yeah. Well, what's our conclusion on the research? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then maybe some practical tips for cooking uh, quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so. So from what I've heard from today, I think. It really depends on what you're comparing it to. Mm-hmm. So, whether you are a frequent deep fryer, a frequent oven baker, whether you love your sauteing or your pans, or whether you need a convenient an option. And I think for me, as someone who cooks generally in a saute pan or steaming or baking, I'm probably going to lean more towards those cooking methods that I'm comfortable with and use the air fryer just for my salmon gotchichang bites Mm. that I love on Tuesdays. And that is like my treat. Um, But other than that, I'll only use the air fryer probably when I'm in a bit of a rush and I need a quick, healthy lunch. And particularly paying attention to some of the things that you mentioned about herbs and acids and other sort of ways in which to mitigate any potential harmful compounds
1: Mm, I think it's a good point if you're if the alternative between using an air fryer is not eating a cooked meal Mm. or if it's if you're in a rush and you don't have time to do anything else and if you're if you're not using the air fryer you'll be using a You'll be buying a ready meal, for example. I think it's way better to use the air fryer. I agree, Um, and I I don't think it should be banned completely from from your tools, but it could be a tool for occasional circumstances where you need a quick meal or when you're tired and Mm. you're hungry and you just want something quick. Yeah, Um, but maybe not a daily staple. Yeah, Um, and then the foods you're you're cooking them with, I think, definitely make a a big impact. And what foods you're cooking, if it's like healthy foods and vegetables in an air fryer, probably will be different than um, processed meat and for example yeah 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 Um, I would agree I would say that it really
0: does depend on the ingredients themselves Um, and from the way you've articulated some of the studies which I think is fair and nuanced we definitely need more research, right? Yes. <laughs>
1: Basically, we need more studies. We need human studies. We need more studies comparing different types of cookings mm. to really have a clear idea of uh, the impact of air fryers on health. Yeah. And maybe it will come. So maybe we'll do another episode next year. Or, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could
0: do like an update to this mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but for now, you, you've got some really good uh, cooking tips here, right?
1: Yeah. So I think if you're using the air fryer, make sure to clean it properly. Um, to avoid using uh, old oil, yes, um, which I think is a, that's a an really good point oil. because yeah. I
0: think a lot of people, um, probably myself included, don't clean the air fryer as often as they should do. And when you're uh, adding some of those fats that are constantly getting burnt and then re and then re it's almost the same as reusing the same deep fat frying oil uh, in the same vat that a lot of people do to save you know, costs and and all the rest of it. Mm. But it's really not great because you're concentrating those harmful chemicals over mm. and over again. Again, it's probably not as harmful as deep fat frying and reusing that oil, but it's still going to be harmful. And anything we can do to mitigate against inflammation mm-hmm. would be a good thing.
1: Yeah, how do you clean your how do you my clean air, your fryer? air fryer? Oh, I so I've seen
0: these things on TikTok mm-hmm. actually, whereby you can uh, dunk the air fryer um, in in uh, water and and uh, for a look, I should probably mitigate this because I don't think you're meant to use this way. <laughs> really, and okay. you close it and you put it on a low heat setting. Really, yeah, and it basically cleans the air fryer okay. just for like a minute or so, and then take it out and then you clean it. So, okay. and that way it's like you've taken it to a low temperature, mm-hmm. it's uh, got rid of all the grime and the grease, and then you can dry it and then put it back in and you've tried it so i've tried that tried and, it. It, and it works okay actually but i mean the easiest way and to make sure that you're doing it safely because mm-hmm. i don't want I don't want people to like overload their electricity or whatever like be safe with these kids mm-hmm. um you want to take it out and then just clean it and mm-hmm. then i use baking parchment as well just to mm-hmm. make it uh easier to clean um uh-huh, that's so one of don't my have tips to yeah. the, i don't use foil residues. anymore because of the other podcast yeah. that we did on foil <laughs> i feel
1: like i'm ruining all your favorites <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not on purpose yeah i wish yeah. it was a results so, yeah yeah um and then the second tip is if you are buying a new um air fryer, as we said avoiding non-stick coatings yes. choosing natural materials like glass ceramic or stainless steel yes which can be more expensive so it's if you can yes. and if you're buying a new one
0: yeah yeah i would definitely look into buying uh, a glass one actually and probably trying them out we'll probably try them out in the studio and see mm. what's up
1: would be good to know if they work as uh, well yeah, I wonder. yeah
0: do a little comparison actually yeah 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 with some of the ones <laughs> that we were like gifted
1: <laughs> um and then as we said using protective food combinations mm. focusing on your overall diet before i think the priority is really about increasing the quality of our diet increasing the the ingredients we're um consuming rather than um, perfect, choosing the perfect cooking method. I think the priority is really to eat more fruits and vegetables like we always talk about. Totally, totally. Um, and cooking method might not have that big of an impact.
0: Yeah. And I guess like um, one of the points that I glean from you is mixing up your cooking methods. So, you know, instead of, like I was saying at the start, instead of just doing uh, uh, air frying like every, every other meal. day or mm-hmm. every meal, uh, I'm going to, you know, start doing more sautéing and, and the other cooking methods that we know are tried and tested and uh they're unlikely or less likely to have harmful side effects
1: Mm -hmm. so in terms of uh, so the the point of using an air fryer which is i think i don't use one yet because i don't have one at home yeah yeah but i think a lot of people is to save time less less cleaning everything in one Mm. um one cooking pot or one Mm. chamber um so if we are to use it less for example or not to use it as a daily staple do you have any tips to make cooking quicker yeah um and to kind of reduce that cooking time using a pan or an oven
0: yeah so i do a lot of like one pan cooks and actually you know i wrote a whole book 321 on this <laughs> subject because i knew one of the pain points for a lot of people is just the the washing up so getting used to tray bakes mm-hmm. casseroles stews and curries are fantastic ways to ensure you're still getting uh, minimal washing up, but then also you're concentrating a lot of those flavors in the vessel as well. So I think like having a few master recipes that, you know, Mm -hmm. I can quickly put this on a tray, a little bit of olive oil into the oven, and then I've cooked enough for today, my partner, whoever else, and then also tomorrow's lunch as well. So that way you're maximizing the use of your oven rather than just cooking like one meal at a time. And then also like I use a big saute pan as well Mm -hmm. with a lid. And uh, for potatoes, so if I'm doing a potato base, I'll finely dice the potato, put it in a little bit of olive oil and put the lid on. And that creates a sauteing effect and a steaming effect. So it actually (laughs) reduces the amount of time that Mm -hmm. it takes for me to cook potatoes. Um, or like diced potatoes and then i'll add a bit of like grated garlic some herbs and spices some other beans for example maybe another sort of dressing and then like maybe some proteins on top again put the lid on and then i've steamed it i've just basically gone through a recipe here but Mm. you you get the point like making sure that you have some one pan recipes in your repertoire that you can Quickly, just put together mm-hmm. at the end of the day when you don't really need to think about it.
1: I'm sure the same for squash as well and sweet potatoes yes, and, yeah. and steaming. I yeah. do the same
0: thing for all uh-huh. my starches. so whether it's parsnips or uh, even a courgette will work, even though it takes a lot less cooking time than other starchy vegetables. But yeah,
1: do you have a go-to one-pan meal for lunch? that if Yes. You, if you're not to use the air fryer, what would you do?
0: Oh, so I have, oh, I have a bunch actually. So one of them is uh an almond curry that I always go to from the 321 book. Um that for me is like it, it has loads of spices in, but I cheat. So I'll just use mm-hmm. like a garam masala, a cumin and like coriander seed and then I'll add some like ground almonds to the base and then mm. some tomatoes. Instead of cooking the tomatoes down, I use like chopped tomatoes from a can and then mm-hmm. add that to the base let that cook down and then i'll add other elements to it so whatever veggies i've got whether it's mm-hmm. sugar snaps or peas or tender broccoli that i finally chop up and then for protein i'll add either cooked lentils or like a fish or something like that
1: and that would be really quick. And I guess you could yeah. use um, frozen veggies, maybe like already frozen, chopped. I always use frozen veggies, So you don't peas. have to chop anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mm. always use that. Always yeah, use that, that. that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had lunch yet, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting hungry. Yeah. Um, and then I think the last tip that was quite interesting is like quick cooking ingredients. So mm. maybe prioritizing those. Yeah. Do you have any preferred grains, for example, that cook quicker?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I always use short grain brown rice. Uh, I think that only takes around 15 to 20 minutes, depending on the brand that you use. But my go-tos are those pouches actually. Now it's mm-hmm. a convenience product that you can put in the sort of camp of mildly processed because it's already been cooked and it has a tiny bit of oil in it. But wow, is it a time saver? Mm-hmm. Because you're adding that quality carbohydrate in the, you know, the appropriate amounts. Um, you can freeze them as well after you've opened them so you don't need to use the whole pack if you don't want to and there's such a big variety of them and the ones that I think are unflavored are the best so you can get pui lentils beluga lentils you can al- almost get um, most of the legumes uh, out, of the, out of these packages. But then also things like quinoa, of which you can mm-hmm. get tricolor quinoa. So red, white, and, and black quinoa. That was too. I love those. points. Yeah. yeah, plant points. <laughs> you get all these different plant points. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a case of like adding herbs and spices to those. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, those are my sort of go to quick cook sort of elements mm-hmm. that I, I always fall back on.
1: And then you would have i guess no cook meals like um yes. uh, our food photographer was just eating a salad she yeah like two minutes yeah
0: yeah yeah like yeah.
1: mozzarella and tomatoes and uh, i don't know what else you had well we it,
0: have but... no cook uh, category mm-hmm. on the app actually yeah. where it's just Which literally does... throwing stuff together and like actually one of my go-to ingredients is um uh, sprouted lentils in fact i've got some mm-hmm. in the kitchen today of like sprouted lentils that are just um like broccoli sprouts alfalfa radish sprouts and uh sprouted lentils that are they're great i throw them into everything
1: Hmm. so there are ways to make quick meals without the air fryer i think absolutely and for me even if you know as we said it's a nuanced topic we're not Mm. saying ditch your air fryer but i don't have one for for example and i was like should i get one now yeah everyone was getting one and i think it's a good conclusion to know that you don't need all the gadgets to make quick meals there are other ways to make quick meals and quick lunches without yeah. needing to buy the latest air fryer. So
0: you're not going to buy an air fryer? So
1: I don't think I am. Oh, wow. I don't think okay, I am. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe for once in a while. Okay. Maybe I'll use the one in the studio first. Try they it. They kind try of scare it. me. You
0: know? <laughs> because you're so like big. It's like a big and...
1: thing, yeah. <laughs> I like seeing my food cook. Maybe I'll get a glass one. <laughs> you can
0: get ones with glass. Yeah. And then you can see into it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll if get If we a get glass a glass one. one for the studio, which I think we might uh-huh. do, just to I'll for the it. test. Try mm-hmm. it and then yeah and yeah. then maybe we'll get another sponsor who will sponsor us and Yeah, take that one <laughs> <laughs> win quick this is great thank you so much yeah. thanks for allowing me to react to the research that you've done and like if people have any more questions about the air fryer yeah, as a it's topic it's an open topic definitely an open topic mm-hmm. and I think there's going to be a lot more research coming out around Forever Chemicals in general and we probably need to do another episode on Forever Chemicals actually as it pertains to cookware and materials because we get asked about that a lot yeah
1: sounds good good
0: good stuff good stuff <laughs> thanks so much for listening to this episode of the doctor's kitchen podcast remember you can support the pod by rating on apple follow along by hitting the subscribe button on spotify and you can catch all of our podcasts on youtube if you enjoy seeing our smiley faces review show notes on the doctor's Kitchen.com website and sign up to our free weekly newsletters where we do deep dives into ingredients, the latest nutrition news, and of course, lots of recipes by subscribing to the Eat, Listen, Read newsletter by going to thedoctorskitchen.com forward slash newsletter. And if you're looking to take your health further, why not download the Doctor's Kitchen app for free from the App Store? I will see you here next time.